0: Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by hipstersofthecoast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at patreon.com slash leaving a legacy. Magic is power. Legacy. My name is Patrick. I'm your Legacy newbie. With me this week, as always, Mr. Jerry. Me. What's up, Jerry? Not much,
1: Pat. How you doing?
0: Oh, not too bad. Getting over a uh, cold that was gifted to me by my children. So, thankful for that.
1: The gift that keeps on giving.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, it's been a good time. Good time. But uh, we got a lot of Legacy to talk about this week. A lot of challenges this weekend and whatnot. Showcase challenges as well.
1: Yeah, I've been playing a bunch online. Uh, I got to play some paper as well. Really? Uh, Where'd you play paper? Oh, just on the 90s MTG. Uh, oh, how'd that go? It went good. It went good. Yeah. Uh, I beat Burn round one. and then, uh, So you were
0: on uh, Show and Tell?
1: No, I was actually playing uh, Blue White Sharknado. Really? Yep. Uh, okay. that's a lot. That's my kind of like, In I have two decks in paper right now. I have sneak and show obviously, which is just mm-hmm. kind of always sleeved up. And then mm-hmm. I have a blue white control with, uh, Heliod's hollow generosity, standstill sharknado combo, mm-hmm. uh, and in a blue white control shell with, you know, like snapcaster, Stoneforge mystic to Jace, all that good stuff. Yep. Uh, so that's what I was playing on camera and I beat uh burn in round one. And then, unfortunately, I lost to Death and Taxes in round two, which is just a pretty nightmare matchup for the deck. You know, a mm-hmm. deck that uh, revolves around standstill. Uh, Aether Vial is not really what you want to see. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> not great. Not a great matchup there. Yeah, it's like, I just love slamming my standstill and not being able to do anything while my opponent just <laughs> drops creatures in off vials. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I ended up losing in round two, but I had some good games and it's, you know, it's always good to get dust the, uh, the paper chops off. Yeah, for sure. Uh, still, I need to, br- I need to build back up the hand strength, Pat, man. Shuffling is hard. I feel that's going to be like everyone in the community when we can get back to paper <laughs> events, you need to build those hand muscles back up wow. because, Man, it gets pretty tiring shuffling cards after not having shuffled for, like, 18 months. I can tell
0: you work a white-collar job, Jerry. That's all I'm going to say, buddy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not all of us can grip the shafts of hammers all day, Pat.
0: Oh, that's cool. That's, I'm glad you went on. I know uh, 90s MTG is streaming tonight with our friend Dom, so that's pretty cool. I might check that out after we record tonight.
1: I know. I gave Dom his uh, list because he's playing a uh, bug uh, stifle not list on 90s MTG tonight yeah, that I uh, sent yeah. over to him that I've been playing on uh, Magic Online to some, some great success. Uh, nice. I think we talked about it on a previous episode, but yeah, still rocking the uh, the bug stifle not list. and It's just a ton of fun, man. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: That's awesome. Uh yeah, I mean you're always sneaking in big creatures, Jerry, right? You're always like paying the least amount for the <laughs> biggest creatures you can get.
1: It's true. And it it sucks, you know, when I have to take down the Sneak and Show opponents, though. It's it's good I was playing against Sneak and Show and they uh played a Emercool off the Omniscience. Uh, and I ended up stifling the extra turn trigger <laughs> from Emercool in order to win, because otherwise they would have taken an extra turn and just you know attacked and annihilated me. But yeah, I stifled the extra turn trigger. My opponent had a pass, and I just cracked in with two Phyrexian Dreadnoughts for the win.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> that's awesome how often do you feel like uh, like when you cast Cool, you're like oh that's the game and then like it doesn't it must not be very often the one it actually doesn't
1: win you the game uh, people you'd be surprised like yeah. most sneak and show players will tell you like resolving a big fatty like that doesn't necessarily win you the game um, like I've lost multiple games with an Emrakul in play I've lost multiple games after drawing 14 with Grizzlebrand like sometimes shit just happens yeah that's awesome uh, but you know, still, still a bunch of fun. I, I'm going to keep playing the, uh, bug stifle, not list online. Cause, uh, it keeps winning me prize tickets and I need to refill that bank because once again, magic online brought back the vintage cube, which is just <laughs> hoovering up all my play points. Like you know, crushing the Vintage cubes. <laughs> I don't know if they like change the rarity though, but I feel like they it's the vintage cube, but the actual vintage cards in it are at like a way less frequency than usual. It feels really. Like. So I don't know if this is like an extra large cube with like a ton, like instead of the normal like eight hundred card or six hundred card cube that they usually have, if it's like a thousand card cube or something. But I feel like I've have not really seen any of the power cards in uh, this iteration of the cube yet. Mm -hmm. But you know, I'll I'll still keep you know sucking play points into that. I can't say no (laughs) to a good cube. I can't say no to a bad cube. That's awesome. All right. Um, well,
0: before we get into the, uh, into the list this week, uh, I just want to give a shout out to our latest patron, uh, Matt Duncan. Thanks for, uh, for power on the podcast. We appreciate it. Uh, he joined the Patreon family last week. Um, so make sure to join the uh, the uh, Discord group and all that stuff. And, uh, and and again, we appreciate the support. If you guys want to support the show directly, of course, it's patreon.com slash leaving a legacy. Um, all right. Do you want to get into the challenge from Saturday, Jerry? Let's do it. Alright, so nothing super spicy in the challenge. Uh, there was a prowess list in 27th from Underwater Bimbo. I think actually it's a list that I copied. I have it on my desktop to uh, to try out for uh, when I finally pop on Magic Online, hopefully this week. I wanted to play this weekend and it's just uh, I was just feeling like such garbage. I just went to bed early every night, but, um, but yeah, so we got some lists here. Uh, we saw Death and Taxes take down the challenge and you said you've seen quite a bit of Death and Taxes over the week, right?
1: I've been seeing a Ton of death and taxes online, and I actually was thinking about this that you know, originally the pillars of legacy were like Force of Will, Wasteland, Lion's Eye Mm Diamonds, those were like the three pillars of legacy. And now I really feel like Aether Vile has has earned its spot. Like, Vile decks are just on a huge upswing right now between the uh Esper control decks, then the various like human decks, and then of course. Death and Taxes uh, and Merfolk being the traditional Vile decks. But, mm-hmm. yeah, Vile is just such a key card in the meta right now uh, that there's just a ton of decks just taking advantage of it. I mean, Uncounterable Free Creatures is good. Who figured?
0: Yeah. What uh, what do you think is pushing Vile up right now that was holding it back before?
1: Uh, well, no Oko's. Like, a big problem yeah. previously is, like, you'd get a vial out. Oh, you'd... that seems like the
0: obvious answer, I guess, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you take a vial up to three, you put all this work into it, and then Oko just makes it into an elk. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so, I mean, I'm sure there's probably other things, you know, just the shifting meta. It's the butterfly effect. It's impossible. Yeah. To... <laughs> it's it's as, it's easier to tell why the stock market went down than it is to mm-hmm. tell, like, why certain cards are seeing play <laughs> or not seeing play in Legacy sometimes. But yeah, uh, definitely seeing a, a huge upswing of, of Vile decks, at least in my personal experience. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Whoa. Did you know that Bedlam Reveler got time shift got shifted in Time Spiral? No, Or not what? shifted, but got the old border treatment and time spiral.
1: I did not see Bedlam Reveler on oh, the spoilers geez, list. Please.
0: All right, now I have to get that. All right, sorry, I'm just looking at the second place list. Uh, so let's go over the first place list, I guess, before I get into Blue Red Delver, which is all I ever want to talk about. But um, so, what sticks out to you with this, uh, with this, um, uh, this Death and Taxes list? I, I saw that they brought back uh, Spirit of the Labyrinth, which we haven't we haven't seen a lot of Death and Taxes in general, but. Uh well before the bans but that's cool to see Spirit of the Labyrinth in the uh, in the mix.
1: Yep. Yeah. Spirit of the Labyrinth. I've been seeing a ton of that. That's been getting played uh, a lot against me, which <laughs> you know, <laughs> the Singleton copy that they can find with their recruiter of the guards. They always still seem to have it in their opening hand, anyways. Yep. Um. But that and also Sanctum Prelate. Uh, both of those are kind of the flex slots for mm-hmm. uh, Death and Taxes list. They'll they'll kind of. Go in and out with a uh, a couple different cards, but yeah, I mean I think it's i'm not I'm not surprised to see spirit or sanctum prelate it's it's yeah. more just like the particular death and taxes pilot, you know what flavor of uh you know semi spice they want to add to their list, you know what right. What do they actually want to play?
0: what are they hedging their bets on kind of thing,
1: yeah, exactly, yeah. and then you I know, assume
0: like I assume Sanctum prelate is like just a i mean I can't imagine that death and taxes is a very difficult time against something like show and tell but I'm sorry, um, um, Spirit of the Labyrinth, rather. But it seems like if you're playing a lot of, like, blue decks, too, if blue's really pushing right now, it seems like Spirit of the Labyrinth is a good good card to have against blue decks as well.
1: Yeah, it's just good against any combo deck. It's just, like, identify yeah. the combo deck you're playing against. What is their win card? You know, namesync to prelate on that. Yeah, um, and with,
0: with Spirit, too. I I, I misspoke. I mean, what I meant was Spirit. Um, Seems like a great card to have to stop the blue decks from drawing extra cards and uh, and show and tell from drawing cards off of Grizzlebrand.
1: Yeah, I mean, Spirit of the Labyrinth, I mean, preventing your opponents from drawing cards, of course, is, is just yeah, always going to be useful.
0: How many times have you cast a Brainstorm into a uh, Spirit of the Labyrinth, Jerry?
1: Uh, not into Spirit of the Labyrinth, but I have done the whole, like, cast a Brainstorm and your opponent flashes in Spirit of the Labyrinth. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that happens all the time, and it's... That feels bad, right? It's pretty back-breaking. What happens if you can't put two cards on top? Do you just, do you, you, just you just put, you'd put whatever, whatever... Well, you're going to... Dr- uh, oh, yeah, so... If you can't draw any cards and you just have to put two back, you just put as many as you can. If you can't gotcha. put two back, then yeah. nothing happens. Gotcha.
0: That makes sense. Um, but other than that, nothing too crazy in this death and taxes list. Um, yeah. Still running snow-covered planes, I guess. Say, yeah, uh, I almost
1: feel like they like forgot <laughs> or something. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> still, still running the snow. I mean, it doesn't really matter in Magic Online that much. The art. Like, no, no, no. Of course not. No. Not really. uh, uh. <laughs> Caring too much, but yeah, <laughs> still running the snow-covered plains. Yep, uh, and then the flagstones of Trocaire. I mean, eh, I wouldn't even say point that out too much. It's you, you'll see. We that see that, in to death time. Time.
0: yeah, that's pretty common though.
1: Yeah, uh,
0: uh, we, we did see Blue Red Delver coming in second. Ozyman, Ozyman, Ozymandias. Ozimand, <laughs> uh piloting Blue Red Delver, which with sixteen creatures, which is a lot of creatures for Blue Red Delver. Right, yeah, 16 creatures and 16 lands. So, do that math. Um, but you know, they have a Bedlam Reveler, which you know, obviously, you're gonna uh, getting a big discount um, with uh, the instance of sorcerers in your graveyard. But they're also running two copies of so, two Bedlam Reveler, two Brazen Borrower, no true names, uh, worth noting, but they're bringing back Monastery Swiss Beer, which I love. Um, and they're bringing back... Uh, well, they're bringing Sprite Dragon into the mix and Delver of Secrets, of course. Uh, so I kind of like this. It's sort of like a, a, a take on the Prowess deck <clears throat> because it's got a couple of Prowess creatures in there. Uh, Sprite Dragon being like pseudo-Prowess. Um, and Bed- Bedlam Reveler, obviously, like, just refilling your hand but also having Prowess as well. People forget that Bedlam Reveler also has Prowess. Um,
1: yeah, what I would say is pretty interesting about this list is it's uh, running two tropical islands in the mana base.
0: Yeah, that is pretty... Is that just the flashback on Ancient Grudge, it looks like? Oh, I guess they have Clothos no. as well.
1: Yeah, although the big one is Clothos oh, and then and also Veil vale. vale of, of Summer.
0: Veil vale as well. yeah. Yeah, so
1: no, nothing in the main board. The the green is strictly sideboard edition, so they can run hmm. Clothos and uh, Veil vale of Summer.
0: Interesting. I I get flashing back the Ancient Grudge. I I can understand that. I wonder how often Veil vale of Summer comes up.
1: Oh, Veil vale of hmm. Summer is huge in winning the Counter Wars. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Um, you know, Veil vale of Summer is really important in, in like the combo matchup, uh, just being able to, to, you know, put a nail on the head of, uh, of, you know, fighting over a show and tell or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, Veil vale of Summer definitely comes up a lot. Also. Yeah. We're seeing a ton more discard in the format right now, so if it wants to hedge its bets against something like, you know, Hymn to Torak, like Veil vale of Summer mm-hmm. is probably one of the most backbreaking things other than, like, misdirecting the <laughs> misdirecting the yeah. uh, Hymn to Torak.
0: <laughs> Have we seen a lot of, uh, of uh, Hymns?
1: I have. I mean, really? I mean, one is more than zero. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, but like, what I said was a lot.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah. So I mean, we there has been pretty much zero hymn to Torax in okay. the meta up until now. But no hymns are definitely making a comeback. Seeing a lot of like mono black, uh, Pox prison mm-hmm. style decks, uh, uh, you know, rise in popularity. Uh, we're also seeing like Bug Delver make a comeback. Uh, and, you know, with those decks, uh, him is just a tool in their toolbox that they can draw on. Yep. Yep. That's sweet. Yeah.
0: That's interesting, in the green there. Huh. Interesting.
1: Yeah, I guess they're not really afraid of anything right now. I mean, we have been seeing more Blood Moons and Back to Basics, but at the same time, like, I still think people are still waking up to that. Like, yeah. yes, we are seeing some people run Blood Moon, but nowhere near as many as I think should be running Blood Moon right now. Hmm.
0: Okay. You think mana bases are getting a little greedy again?
1: I think mana bases are starting to get a little greedy again.
0: Hmm. Um, Just with the, with, 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 you know, we were going so basics heavy with uh, with um, uh, Arkham's Astrolabe. Yeah, with Astrolabe, rather. Uh, so we saw like a lot of basic like basics heavy mana bases. So maybe Blood Moon's making its way back. I mean, and, Uh, Yeah, interesting. We see Blood Moon in our third place list as well.
1: Yeah, only a single copy, though. Yeah. But yeah, this is a kind of sweet Strawberry Parfait deck, which we Mm -hmm. haven't seen in a while. Yep. Strawberry Parfait being the uh, red-white kind of artifact-based combo deck uh, running uh, Painted Stone in a like mono-red prison-style deck. Mm-hmm. Uh and then splashing white for enlightened tutors and then you know things like Aether Swarm cannonist. Uh yep. but yeah, so like it's it's running Karn the Great Protector, running some Goblin Engineer and Goblin Welders, uh Imperial Recruiters to Find them all, uh, and then the Painter Servant Grindstone combo mm-hmm. uh with uh pyroblast and red elemental blast main because uh uh painter servant comes to play and makes everything blue, which turns Pyroblast and Red Elemental Blast into the best removal spell ever printed. <laughs> you know, <laughs> counter target spell or destroy target permanent for one red is pretty good. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um yeah, no, this I've I've actually run into this deck a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know if it's just uh this player is super prolific or at least plays a lot during my time zone. Uh, but I do run into this every now and then, and I was kind of surprised when Goblin Engineer uh, <laughs> got played against me because the only person I knew who was playing that was my friend Dan. Yep. Uh But you know, luckily I had some good practice against that. But it's a it's a sweet card that I wish more people would play, and Definitely. also I love that it also got a time shifted treatment, which is pretty mm-hmm. sweet. hmm Yeah, that's pretty dope. Um, pretty dope. Taking a look. Oh, this is some interesting. I don't know if I know this card in its sideboard. Uh, Durbgar Hedge Mage, two hybrid red red white for a two two. When du- duregar Hedge Mage enters the battlefield, if you control two or more mountains, you may destroy target artifact. When it enters the battlefield, if you control two or more planes, you may destroy target enchantment. Huh,
0: that's kind of so. cool. To a
1: box card. Yeah, just something that uh, Imperial Recruiter... It's basically a disenchant that Imperial Recruiter can tie, uh, tutor up. Yep. Got a Magus of the Moon. Only one Blood Moon main and one Magus of the Moon sideboard, and that's it. Even like <laughs> this deck that would like, rocks and Blood Moon is is running very few of them. Yeah, that's so. interesting, right? So yeah, just not very many Blood Moons out there hmm. right now. Uh, what do we got up next? In fourth place, we got Infect. Yeah, yeah Infect. Infect. Um. Looks fairly standard. Oh, become immense also got a time shift.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a uh, yeah, there's a bunch of cards that I just. <clears throat> I guess we just. I didn't realize how many cards got a uh, got new borders, which is pretty sweet. Big upgrade yeah. for the, for the format in general.
1: For sure. Uh, yeah, I do love these new borders. I am super excited for them to come out. Yeah. Same. 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 And yeah, that become immense looks like straight out of onslaught. Like right, <laughs> it looks it looks like it would just fit perfectly.
0: Yeah, it looks great. It's funny how the the old borders make the even like new artwork seem a little older.
1: Yeah, looking over the the spoiler list for the time shifted cards, I honestly couldn't find a single card that looked worse. Yeah. the old border compared to the new border Yeah, it just makes me
0: feel like why do we even have uh, whatever I'm not even going to get into it but like it's, like it's I think I mean I, I don't think anyone's ever like oh the new border is way better than the old border I've never heard anyone say that so <laughs> like no one's ever said oh, I really wish they brought like you know like I really like the new border
1: it, it just always seems like an upgrade yeah oh well <laughs> uh, as far as its infect list it is like a stock and stock and be though I don't yeah have- Bale Summers on in the
0: sideboard none of the main deck
1: yeah um
0: yeah. but yeah there's nothing uh nothing exciting about it i guess teferi uh, is a little different that. a little Not addition re- but that there was it's kind of been there for really. a while though. no i'm <laughs> yeah. just saying i'm just saying like you know that's probably the latest
1: the latest like, change new, yeah exactly yeah, and effect. even that is pretty old yeah so fairly stock uh infect list uh oh we got shark typhoon there we go talk to us about this deck jerry this is a, uh, I I mean this is I would just call it a soup deck. Mm-hmm. Uh but uh koala forty in fifth place. Uh let's just run through this because this is uh this is pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh two Jace, one Narset, two Teferi, two Ice Fan two Snapcaster Mage, three three Uro Titan of Nature's Wrath, uh one Council's Judgment, four ponder, one preordained, two terminus. Four Brainstorm, two Force of Negation, four Force of Will, one Spell Pierce, four Swords to Plowshares, one Carpet of Flowers, one Shark Typhoon, two Sylvan Library, uh, and then the mana base is just basic stools and fetches, no spicy lands. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's just kind of a, you know, bant soup deck of just good cards mashed together. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, you know... He feels like the mana base should be more greedy than it is, but they're still running, you know, four islands, two forests, and a plane, so they got mm-hmm. plenty of basics. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's just, this deck wins, you know, slow down your opponent in the early game uh, with counter magic and source of plowshares and uh, ice fang koatl, and then like grind value in the mid game with your kind of snapcaster mages and planeswalkers, and then mm-hmm. late game you're just going to town with a rose yep uh so yeah deck is sweet uh you know i feel this is a very this is the type of deck that a very particular player likes to play and they're just gonna love this deck and you know it's basically just a collection of the best cards in that in that color you know shard uh taking a look nothing uh no nothing too interesting in the sideboard but yeah I mean, I would say this is like, hey, what are the most expensive cards that I can throw together into just like <laughs> a really competitive deck of just the best cards that I can cast off of my dual lands and fetch land
0: yeah. base. <laughs> yep.
1: Uh, but yeah, no sweet list. If you like playing uh, some cool stuff, I'd recommend that.
0: Yep. Very cool. Um, sixth place, we have is another blue Delver list. Looks like. Yep. Oh, this playing is... of one mind.
1: Yeah, that's uh, we saw that three of them saw that pop up a uh, couple weeks ago with yeah. yep. uh winning mentor list. Yep, uh, and looks like this blue red Delver player has adopted it for the blue red Delver uh, yep. matchup.
0: This deck playing actually a, a bigger mana base than I expected too with uh, eighteen lands. Um, but th- three copies of of one mind, which is two and a blue for the sorcery, and it costs two less if you cast it. Uh, if two less to cast, I'm sorry. If you control a human creature
1: and a non and a non human creature, creature. And, you which know, draw two cards. The reason why it worked in Caleb's deck was because Monastery Mentor, while a human monk, makes only monk tokens. Right. <laughs> so it counts as a human and a non human, and then the same with Young Pyromancer. Young Pyromancer yep. is a human. Which makes elemental tokens. Yes. Uh, so, you know, same kind of interaction there with Of Mon- One Mind being mm-hmm. a, uh, you know, a very discounted card draw. You know, one blue draw, two cards is, is definitely legacy playable. Right. Uh, and it looks like this deck can kind of turn that on fairly frequently as long as it can keep a creature in play. Yep. Yep. Pretty so, sweet. yeah. I like this. What do you like better, Pat? This list or the or the second place list? The second place list. How come?
0: Uh, I don't love... Uh, of one mind as a card. I think it's cool and all, but I, I just, uh, I don't want to get stuck with a uh, three mana draw two in my hand. Worst case scenario.
1: I wish um, it was an instant. The fact that uh, it's a yeah. sorcery really holds me back with it. Uh,
0: yeah, agreed, because then you can at least cast it in, you know, if someone's, like, is bolting your young pyromancer or your your unflipped delver of secrets just to get the value out of it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's worth noting that, like, once your delver flips, it no longer counts it itself as a human, so that's worth noting. Um... So you really need the, like, if you're anywhere past turn two or three, you really want Young Pyromancer to be out on the board to cast that card. At least that's what it seems to me in first blush. Mm-hmm. Uh, playing the actual deck might be a little different, but uh, it is worth noting, too, running two Force Negation and four Force of Will. I thought we'd see a big, pretty big downtick in Force Negations, but this deck is still going strong with six of them.
1: Uh, it kind of feels like that's the standard that people are comfortable with, and I think we are going to see that remain the standard with unless something major happens. Yeah uh it's almost kind of like price memory like everyone remembers sleeving up 4 force will 2 force negation so they don't see any reason not to do you think
0: though that like we'll see we, because oko's not around like uh
1: i don't necessarily hmm. think force negation was for oko no? i mean it definitely helped hmm. against oko but i mean force negation's a super useful card you know i'm well, it just i put seems like him like in good decks. against
0: oko it seems great against uro right like i guess you're not really getting to counter it though if it escapes right
1: what do you mean it's great against a row?
0: Well, because it dry, ex- exiles it instead of putting it into your graveyard.
1: You can't counter creatures with force of will. Oh, motion, right, right,
0: right, right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, well, that goes to show you how. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hmm. I guess. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, I just don't. Uh. I guess it works. It pitches to force of will, right? But I don't know. I am just it seems like if we're in more like a I mean, all these all these decks, I guess you're going to say all these decks, but we're seeing a lot of creature centric decks right now in the top eight. Um
1: I mean, no matter how creature centric you are, there's always going to be force and negation targets.
0: True, yeah, that's true. Even like, even a deck like Death and Taxes, there's plenty of targets for force and negation.
1: Yeah, Death and Taxes. I mean, you can always still get the Aether Vial and the Swords to Plowshares, and yeah, know, sometimes sometimes that's really what you need to get. Yep, that makes sense. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I don't see people cutting force and negations anytime soon. I think it's it's definitely a staple of the format and. It would take something very major to shake up the format to uh, to change that.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I if I was going to predict anything, I'd say we we might see people like shaving them for more proactive cards. Um, but we'll see. We're out of the yeah. dark ages. I I like to see more proactive cards and reactive cards in decks. But that's just that's just me. That's that's just the blue red Delver player in me. I can't help it.
1: I mean, I don't even think it's reactive versus proactive. I think it's more just it's free. <laughs> just being <laughs> well, able to count- it's
0: never free, right? Like it still takes up two spots in your deck. But, well, it's, yeah, it's, it's being able to
1: it's being able to cast it on turn zero. Of like, course, yeah, well, like that's sometimes fair. Sometimes you just need to have that counterspell on turn zero.
0: Yep, yep. I get it. I it just like to me like the force negations are like, like the decks that I really think about wanting those in in my in my main deck are like if like storm is a is a major deck in the format. But, like, everything else feels like... But, again, like, I haven't played a ton of Legacy the last, you know, since COVID. So, it's been, like, a solid 12 months where I haven't played a ton of matches. I've played... There's some str- streams some matches with 90s MTG and a little bit here and there, just kind of, like, with friends. But, um, yeah. So, uh, take my, my kind of observations with a grain of salt. But, yeah. I'm not, I don't love the card. I should just say that.
1: Hmm, okay.
0: But, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously wrong because everyone loves... Every, <laughs> everyone's obviously in love with the card, so... <laughs> But I think you're right. It probably Uh, is the new normal, right? Like, six forces in your deck is just kind of where we're going to be.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was even that years ago. Like, I remember way back in the day when it was four force of will uh, to misdirection. And that was kind of like the standard that everyone ran. And eventually misdirection fell out of favor. And force of will always stayed as a standby. And now force of negation has kind of come in. And I, I feel... I mean, yeah, we might move away from force negation in the future, but I I do think it's going to take some major shakeups for that to actually happen. Yeah. Yep. Uh, up next, we have a uh, rug delver list. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of interesting here. Uh, Tarmogoyfs are also a huge yeah. comeback I've noticed yep. lots and lots of Tarmogoyfs.
0: Yeah, a lot of Tarmogoyfs coming back. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Uh so four Delver, two Hex Drinker, four Tarmogoyf, two Uro for the creature suite. How, how good uh, is Hex Drinker in your opinion? I don't love it. I see it now and then and like whenever my opponent like plays Hex Drinker, I'm always like, "Oh, okay, thank God it's just a Hex Drinker." Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I I don't know, it just doesn't seem like that great to me, but again, like I don't know. I mean, they're only running two of it. It's not like they're building their deck around it, but
1: so I was actually playing against uh, uh my buddy the other night also on doing webcam games. Yep. And he has a rug uh, rug delver list that he basically hasn't touched since before Oko <laughs> was printed mm-hmm. that he was just playing and he was still playing Nimble Mongoose in his list. And I know <laughs> the meta like has completely moved away from Nimble Mongoose and like Rug Delver players will kind of laugh at you if you play Nimble mongoose but yep. man, that thing was giving me a hard time. Really, like I, I was having to like double flash in Snapcaster Mages to do a double block in order to kill them because you know my deck has four swords of plowshares one Council's Judgment. You know, the Council's Judgment is the only way I can really deal with it because the Swords of plowshares can't play it. Like, I just feel like Nimble Mongoose is a better card than Hex drinker, yet Hex yeah. drinker is still seeing play, whereas Nimble Mongoose this is not. Right, right. Um, you know, I just feel like, yeah, it's a it's a mana sink where you can dump some extra mana in, but it does take a while to get it going. Like, yeah. you need to pay 3 mana, making it a 4 drop to turn into a 4-4 four four with protection from instance, and then you need to dump uh, 8 mana into it to give it a, make it a 6-6 six six protection from everything. So. right you know yeah it's a threat late game but i feel like if you let hex drinker get to that level you kind of deserve to lose at that point yeah
0: i mean it seems like it's been it's gone on you know on uh, answered for way too unab- long yeah exactly exactly if it was like activated as an instant i'd be like oh this card is fucking bonkers because it's just like one of those things like end of turn you can just like pump up your hex drinker you know untap whatever but you have to you do have to do it at sorcerer speed which seems like a major drawback to me
1: yeah so I mean, hex drinkers still seeing popularity. I'm, if my opponent resolves this against me, I'm thankful it's not something scarier. Right. But, uh, I think people are just going to still keep playing it. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, then creature suite's pretty typical. They're running the st- this is a stifle list. Uh, yeah, pretty stocked th- throughout for the rest of it. Yep. And
0: making it into eighth place is green white depths. The this is a deck that I believe our friend Tom said he's not a huge fan of. Right
1: yes okay, i believe wait, wait, so wait, wait, wait. as well wait, it's no. it's kind of like a uh uh not nick fit what is it uh aggro yeah it's kind of like aggro maverick lands hybrid yeah
0: yeah um you know it's running the sky uh, the rel- skyclave apparition is that uh maybe i just missed that um that's interesting
1: yeah i mean that's for the the green white versions of it right I mean, sky- sky- skyclave is just a, a good card yeah yeah <laughs> um you know it can just it answers a lot of problem cards. Like the fact that it's four or less, and not three or less. Like you'd be surprised at the number of things that that can hit. Yeah, sure. Like my moat, for example, was very said <laughs> The skyclave can take a moat.
0: <laughs> that sucks when a new, uh, a new, a new card can wipe out an uh, old expensive card like that. reserveless card. It's pretty. Funny.
1: Well, yeah, because like otherwise this deck just straight dies to moat. Yeah. except skyclave <laughs> all those all those moats you see floating around the uh i <laughs> the run it. Game. i run it i'm playing moat <laughs> stay away this is my moat <laughs> <laughs> and yeah this deck just like straight up would fold to a, a resolved moat but nope they have skyclave evap- apparition that can answer moat <laughs> yeah hmm. bah. bah humbug <laughs> yeah uh, but, yeah, so for Elvish Reclaimer, another card seeing a ton of play. I'm seeing Elvish Reclaimer, uh, Reclaimer's left, right, and center. Yeah. Like, everyone's running them. Uh, you know, even just, like, looking at the way people are categorizing decks, um, you know, we got Rug Reclaimer. We got Elf Elves Reclaimer. We got Reclaimer Lands. Like, Reclaimer is just being a uh, an engine in a lot of different decks right now. Mm-hmm. So uh, definitely another card uh, to kind of be on the lookout for. Uh, so that was the Saturday challenge. Should yep. we get into the main event, which was the Sunday showcase? Sure. Were there any other decks you wanted to talk about before we move over? Um, no, not really. Okay. Well,
0: I'll leave the uh, I'll make I'll put the lists in the show notes, um, or I'll put the link to the uh, at least to the Reddit page because I really like the way the Reddit breaks it, breaks it down. Um, I'll put that on there as well uh in the notes. Um yeah, so let's get it's to the showcase though.
1: It's a, it's our good friend Chronicler one oh two nine. They kills it for do us, it does week. so much work yeah. for us. Every time. Yep, oh I guess I guess one deck you talk about was the twenty eighth place list, the uh Omanth deck. Oh right. So one Teferi hero of Dominaria, two Teferi Time Ravelers. So running two two different Teferi's in the list. Uh, two Omanth, uh, locus of creation, uh, and that's the you mean, it's do the you mean Omnath, <laughs> oh Omnath, whatever. Yeah, no, it's fine. That's I know the, someone's gonna
0: be yelling at there, yelling at there, like their phone, be like, no, no. All right, uh, continue. Whatever. Sorry, continue.
1: <laughs> the red, green, white, blue for a four-four. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, draw a card, and then it has landfall. Uh, whenever you play a land, uh, you gain four life. If it's the first time this ability is resolved this turn, so first time you play a land, you gain four life. Second time you play a land, you add red, green, white, blue. Uh, third time, deal four damage to each opponent and each planeswalker you don't control. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the way it you know really gets value out of this is with Prime Time, Mister Primeval Titan, uh, which you know when Primeval Titan comes into play or swings. That coupled with your land drop of the turn is going to fully max out, uh, Omanth. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to gain a bunch of life, you're going to ramp a bunch of mana, and you're going to do four damage to each opponent just right off the bat for making land drops. And yep. then, if that wasn't enough, it also is running Uru, which also has a land, uh, uh, you know, trigger that lets you play more lands. Uh, and then it's running cards like Growth Spiral which is green, blue, instant draw card. You may put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield. Uh, and then things like Life from the Loam. So basically, uh, this this entire deck is about just like ramping lands. And then Omanth, while you're ramping lands, Omanth also turns those lands that are being ramped into, uh, you know, just extra effects. Right. So definitely a value engine type deck. Yep. Uh, and then uh, it's also running the Field of the Dead in its mana base, so it yep. can use field, field of the Dead as a win condition. Yep. And then also, interestingly, is it's running the Triomes. Yeah, we've seen those pop up
0: in a few lists here and there.
1: Yeah, also Omanth oh lists, I believe. Yep. Um. But yeah, they're running the uh, bl- Blue-White-Red Triome, and then they're also running the Green-Blue-Red Triome, uh, which is nice. Still running snow-covered lands. All these people (laughs) are still running snow-covered lands
0: still. (laughs) Well, again, like you said, it's because, uh, you know, there's just not as much uh, impetus to change your art on Magic Online as there is, like, in paper, where, like, oh, I get to take my beta Mm -hmm. basics out again. But Magic Online is, like, who gives a shit, right?
1: Yeah, I guess that's true. They're so small
0: on your screen, like.
1: I just do, like, right-click, use cards already in collection. Yep. (laughs) You know, that's what I do with all my decks. Yep. Uh, But, yeah, so that was just another sweet deck to kind of draw attention to in 28th place. Nice. Uh, All right. Now, should we get to the main event? (laughs) Let's
0: go for it, yeah. The Legacy Challenge Showcase... Or legacy legacy showcase challenge. I just completely I biffed that. Uh my apologies. And also like I apologize for all my sneezes and whatnot. I, I am again not feeling very well, so try to power through it for you guys. Hopefully Justin uh is able to edit all my gross stuff out, you know.
1: It's okay. <sighs> oh,
0: man. It's been it's been a couple weeks. It's been a rough couple weeks, Jerry, I'm not gonna lie, man.
1: I'm sure. I'm sure.
0: Uh, but yeah, so let's talk about the uh showcase challenge.
1: Yeah, brain your spirits, Rug del or uh Blue Red Delver taking it down
0: in first place. And uh, let's see just to make sure yeah no copies of uh, tropical island in the uh, in the lands which I love HE uh, lands uh, two brazen bower four delver two ethereal forager so they got the flying whale in there and then we see them bringing back two true name, true name nemesis and then a couple of young Pyromancers as well
1: yeah three flavors of uh, blue red delver that yep. we've seen between these two challenges and both uh, kind of taking very different approaches uh, with y- their y- creature base
0: yeah for sure uh, I kind I kind of dig ethereal forager like it's, it's a pretty neat card to me. Um, true Name, I, I don't know if, if True Name's really like. Maybe it's great right now. Obviously, it won the challenge, so that's not nothing. Um, but I haven't played True Names in quite a while.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It, it maybe it's just my personal experience, but I feel there's a lot of point removal uh, in the format right now. Yep. Um, people are trading kind of one for one blows in a lot of things, and True yeah. Name Nemesis being immune to most of that is is pretty nice.
0: Now we not seeing a. I mean, we haven't seen a lot of Plague Engineers, right? There's not. There's just not a lot of black in these decks that we've seen, right?
1: We haven't, but they are definitely out there. Like, they're not, like, these black decks are not necessarily top eighting or even top 16ing, but there's a ton of them at the lower levels, Hmm. Um, especially in the, like, five, uh, the five rounds, the leagues. Yep. Um, You know, I see a ton of black decks in those, in those leagues, uh, and a lot of kind of Plague Engineers as well, so... Hmm. Um, I mean, the true name Nemesis coming out on top, and this you know might just be a fact of the the black deck's not quite performing as well on a competitive level since since people are still kind of trying to figure out the list and fine tune them a bit for the new meta. Right. we uh, we got the three stifles as well in this list. Uh, yeah, this yes. spell yeah, Pierce is interesting.
0: Um, yeah, again, four force negation, uh, four force will, two force negation. So kind of in that in that sweet spot there.
1: Look at this sideboard card. I've never seen this before. I have ne- I've I never seen this
0: in the sideboard.
1: <laughs> well, no, not Hole Breacher. Fall from Favor? I don't think I've ever seen that before.
0: In the si- uh... Oh, yeah.
1: Two and a blue. I don't even know what set this is from. Enchantment Aura. I think it's a commander card. Okay. Enchant Creature, when Fall from Favor enters the battlefield, tap Enchanted Creature, oh, yeah. and you become the monarch and Enchanted Creature doesn't untap during its controller's untapped step unless that player is the Monarch. Huh. So that's uh, interesting. Okay.
0: I'm
1: trying to think of, like, so I, my first thought is, like, oh, bring it in against combo decks that can't take the Monarch away from you and you have a permanent Monarch, but combo decks that don't take the Monarch from you also usually don't have creatures for you <laughs> to play this
0: on. Right, right. Is it so just, unless like, you're a different... Casting,
1: unless you're casting Fall from Favor on your own creatures maybe Uh, yeah (laughs) but yeah i mean being the monarch is powerful especially in these late game uh decks where you're in top deck mode you know that's all all the difference uh i'm just not entirely sure what deck you're sideboarding that in but it's just huh
0: yeah i don't know either it's i mean it's just one of it must i mean i have no idea like huh (laughs) i don't know i don't know why Mm you want this card
1: Well, maybe maybe it was just them uh, trying to get some eye candy for the sideboard. You can't you can't have too uh, stock of a sideboard. Yeah, maybe get noticed. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) Uh, second place we have another one of the uh, the blue soupless. Yep. Um. So this one running two Jace, one Narset, two Teferi, two Ice Fang, two Snapcaster, three Euro, one Council's Judgment, four Ponder, one Preordained, two Terminus, four Brainstorm three Force negation, so they're actually going for an extra Force negation Pat. Yep. <laughs> yep. Four Force of Well, four Swords to Plowshares, uh, one Carpet of Flowers, one Shark Typhoon, two Sylvan Library, and then a pretty standard, you know, duels, fetches, and basics of yep. uh, land base. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I feel this is settling in as kind of like the de-, de facto you know, soup deck of good cards. Right. <laughs> right. Um... That we're probably going to see going forward, and it's kind of like the remnants of Snoko. Mm-hmm. Uh, then in third place, my is this? the Oh no, this is, <laughs> I'm getting deja vu, Pat. But it's the uh it's the strawberry parfait deck again.
0: Right. Yep. Uh, yeah.
1: Uh, is it the same
0: player, Utley? One blood moon in the in the main, one magus in the sideboard. It might be the same. Uh, hold on, let me look at the. It is. Yeah, it okay. is the same
1: player. Oh man, he came in. Th- he came in third on Saturday and Sunday. That's rough. <laughs> third place back to back. That's awesome. Uh, so yeah, same same player, Utley twenty six. Uh, so yeah, if you're running at Utley twenty six on Magic Online, they're probably on this Strawberry Shortcake <laughs> deck. Uh, but yeah, no, it's a sweet deck. Kind of, I mean, all our points from talking about it the first time yep. still so hold you. Yep uh fourth place we have a Some rug, rug delverless, delver like. yep. list and also a different rug delver than the other ones we've been looking at you yeah, know? Hooting yeah hooting mandrels yeah hooting mandrels and barrow. yep so two brazen borrower four delver secrets three hooting mandrels four tarmagwaif. hooting mandrels and tarmagwaif kind of a non-bow a little bit yeah that's kind of interesting right Yeah, I mean, I guess it, it, I mean, it still works. I mean, Tarbo's in
0: all graveyards, worth noting, right? So.
1: True, true, true. Um, But I've definitely been in situations, like, I've stopped putting those two cards together just because I ran into too many in in situations where, in order to cast my hooting Mandrills, I would have to end up shrinking my tarbic wave. It just didn't feel worth it.
0: Hmm.
1: Uh, and pretty, oh, self-elemental on the sideboard. That's not something we've seen in a while, but it's nice to see that make a comeback. Yeah. That's the uh, two and a red for a three-two flash split second, which is kind of a mechanic I kind of want them to bring back, but also I don't want them to because it has such potential for making busted cards. Yep. <laughs> uh, and that, But it also has uh, white creatures get plus one, minus one, so... Ye old uh Death and Taxes hoser. Hmm. Uh but yeah, that's cool. Fifth place we have Goblins. Is it goblins? Is this? It, yeah. Well, actually no. No, it's not goblin. It's it's Red prison.
0: Yeah, right. Shatter skull smashing, huh? Okay.
1: Yeah, shatter, I see you. So, sh- <laughs> so man, that's too. one of the uh <laughs> it's what well it's the flip lands. It's basically a Oh lands.
0: right, that's right, I forgot.
1: So it's it's a mountain that also has the Shatter Skull Smashing deals X damage divided as you choose among up to two target creatures and or Planeswalkers. If X is six or more, Shatter Skull Smashing deals twice X damage divided as you choose among them instead.
0: Seems pretty good when you have a bunch of uh, ancient tombs out.
1: Yeah, well, especially for decks like these that don't really have a lot of card draw or card filtering. Yep. um, Having modal cards is super important. Cards that are good both late game and early game because if you draw it, you draw it. Yeah, there's not much you know changing it for anything
0: else. Yep, that's one of the reasons why I wasn't, I didn't love Eldrazi Aggro was exactly for that reason.
1: Yep, but so that's kind of just like gives a little bit more reach, a little bit more flexibility. Mm-hmm. You know, late late game instead of drawing a land, you're drawing you know something that could actually be a business spell that could help you uh, punch through your opponent's defenses. That's about it, it for that one. Uh oh, also running sulfur elementals in there, so that's cool. Uh sixth place, we have uh Grixis Delver. Haven't seen you in a while, buddy. <laughs> it's got one brazen borrower, four delver secrets, three Gurmag Angler, two true name nemesis, three young pyromancer, four ponder, two preordain, uh four brainstorm four days, two fatal push, two force negation, four force will. Four lightning bolt to stifle. No thoughtsies, though. So, okay. No thoughtsies. Uh, three in the sideboard. Okay.
0: I didn't see those. Yep. Yeah.
1: I've actually been doing the same thing with my uh, bug list. I'm not running thoughtsies main, but I am running uh, thoughtsies in the sideboard for the combo matchups. Oh, okay. Um, I, it's it's felt good for me so far, but I could definitely see that changing depending on how the meta shifts. Yep. But we're just really not seeing that many combo decks right now, so you don't have, feel pressured to run Thoughtseize main. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Seventh place. We have a more traditional mono red prison list. Uh, nothing too interesting there. I'd say. Anything catch your eye? No, not particularly. Yeah, pretty much stuck there. And then eighth place is... Oh, this is like... Wait. This is almost like card for card my deck that I played on <laughs> 90s MTG.
0: <laughs> Let's talk about it.
1: Yeah, I wonder if they saw the uh, saw the stream and were inspired. But yeah, this is almost card for card my list from the 90s MTG uh, that I played last week. Uh two Jace, one Narset Part of Veils, uh one Teferi Time Raveler. That's the difference. I wasn't running Narset, I was running two Teferi. Okay. Um but I mean they just wanted that Narset. Narset's still a great card. I could totally see running that. Yeah. Uh two councils judgment, four ponder, two supreme verdict, uh four brainstorm, two counterspell, two force of negation, four force of will, uh one predict, which is nice. Uh, two Spell Snare, four Swords to Plowshares, uh, one Moat, three Sharp Typhoon, uh, four Standstill. Uh, those are all the enchantments, and then you can all grab them all back with the Hall of Heliod's Generosity in the mana base. Uh, yeah, this deck's just a ton of fun. I mean, the way it, it wins is uh, early game. Uh, you are just running... Uh, a lot of kind of like removal spells, uh, you know, swords to plowshares, uh, you're countering their stuff with your counter spells and your force of wills. And then if things get a little too out of hand, you can just wipe the board with Supreme Verdict. Yep. And the whole point of the deck is to kind of get a lock going with standstill shark typhoon. Hmm. So shark typhoon, it, it's an enchantment, but it doesn't matter. What really matters on it is its cycling ability. It's X one in a blue cycle. When you cycle shark typhoon, create an XX blue shark uh, creature token with flying. And the reason why that's important is you get a creature in play, but also cycling doesn't count as casting a spell. So it doesn't break standstill. So the whole idea go- is you get sand- standstill done uh, down and you keep standstill in play by casting it over and over again by continuing to put standstill on top of your library with a uh, hall of Heliod's generosity. And then you just cycle shark typhoons to make a bunch of shark tokens yep. while keeping the standstill up. So it basically forces your opponent to decide between either letting you, you know, stack up all of these sharks or answering the sharks and thus breaking the uh, standstill, letting your opponent get a free ancestral recall. Right. And, That's what happened in my my 90s MTG matchup when I was playing against Burn. (laughs) Uh, Game one, I just went standstill into standstill, and my Burn opponent had to break it both times. So I just got to draw six cards against Burn. Yep. And it's just really hard to beat that level of card advantage. Um, This lesson is sweet. It is a little bit different uh, now that I'm looking a little bit closer at it. Uh, They're not running any creatures, and instead they're going for more uh uh spells. So like I, I would run um Snapcaster Mages and Stoneforge Mystics in my list uh as another uh kind of win condition. Yep. In this case they're choosing to just run uh more spells. You know, they're finding room for the predicts and the spell snares mm-hmm. uh by shaving the uh the Snapcaster mages and stoneforge mystics. But yeah, ton, ton of fun. If you're looking for like a fair grindy deck with a lot of decisions that, uh, you know, you really have to play your margins because if you if you mess up, you can lose really easily. Mm-hmm. But when you win, it just feels really great because, you know, you like played it perfectly. Uh, I really recommend this list. It's it's one of the most fun I've I've had playing uh, in a while. And it's why it's the uh, kind of the fair deck that I still have sleeved up that, could, that I pair with my sneak and show deck for when I want to just do, uh, you know, broken stuff.
0: Yeah, nice. That's awesome.
1: Uh, and it's got some some nice uh, sideboard cards here uh, From the Ashes uh, Which is a card that started to see a little bit of play Before the Oko era And then never really quite took off uh, But it's still a sweet card It's three in a red for a sorcery Destroy all non-basic lands For each land destroyed this way its controller may search his or her library For a basic land card and put it onto the battlefield Then each player searches the library this way Shuffles it so against uh, the like all non-basic land decks like Rugged Delver, yep. uh, it's it's like a one-sided Armageddon. You just wipe your opponents, uh, wipe your opponents' mana base, and then you have a bunch of basics that you can put into play mm-hmm. off of it. Um, also running Stony Silence and Torpor Orb, two other sweet uh, cards that I love. So Stony Silence is the basically the Null Rod, but it's an enchantment. Activated Abilities of Artifacts can't be activated. And then Torpor Orb is my go-to standby uh, in the Stifle Knot list. Yep. But also, I've just found Torpor Orb is just super useful against so many different decks in Legacy right
0: now. Yeah, yeah. Like it, oh, um, it I makes. Meant... Sorry, go ahead. Mm-hmm.
1: No, I was just going to say, like, it makes Death and Taxes cry, turns off Snapcaster Mages, turns off Stoneforge Mystics, like... Torpor Orb just does a ton of work right now.
0: Yeah, uh, Joe Dyer actually messaged me uh, like two weeks back and said, "Hey, remind Jerry that Torpor Orb also shows up more recently because of Thassa's Oracle, which I didn't even I didn't even like connect to my mind."
1: Oh yeah, it's a way to like hedge your bets and protect yourselves against Thassa's Oracle. Yep, that's, exactly. that's a great point, Joe. That's a, I'm I, I love how Joe messaged you to tell me instead of just messaging me directly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's something I I it's I called it's called
0: tact, Jerry. Not everyone has it. You know he he's a, he's a man of tact. That's all.
1: It's true. I know. I don't. Most I most people would I just put it on
0: the Facebook page be like Jerry's a fucking idiot. He doesn't know. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. But Joe Dyer was he was very nice. He was very kind. He said, "Hey, just let Jerry know." He probably didn't even want me to bring it up for the cast. He probably just meant like you know. But I'm I'm putting it out there for everyone to hear because I thought it was interesting. <laughs>
1: No, that is interesting. I I didn't even put two and two together with yeah that. but yeah, that is a way to uh just absolutely hose Doomsday.
0: Yep, yep, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> it's like,
1: oh, I'm glad you exiled your library, but your Thassa's Oracle doesn't do anything yep. anymore.
0: <laughs> Past turn.
1: <laughs> I've also had some like awesome things where like uh my opponent cast Show and Tell, and I put in Torpor Orb, and they put in Omniscience, oh. and they're like. Okay, and then they play Emercool, and it's like, all right, you just get a fifteen, fifteen, which is still a still a big deal, yep. but taking away that extra turn trigger is is huge, hundred percent, yeah. Really, let you uh, kind of claw back some wins. Yep, yep. Um, but yeah, like you don't realize how many creatures have comes into play abilities until you have a Torpor Orb in
0: play, <laughs> and then you're reading every card just to make sure.
1: Yeah, but I've also had opponents like like play Snapcaster Mage, and then like go in the tank for five minutes. And then concede, and I'm like, "Oh, you were expecting to like, flash something back with your Snapcaster Maids, weren't you?" <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh,
1: so yeah, Torpor Orb. I think people, sh- if if you are a deck that can support Torpor Orb in your sideboard, you might want to take a look at it because it it really comes into play a lot more often than you think. Yeah. Now, uh, in ninth place is Actual Goblins. Not the uh, the fake-out goblins that were the mono-red prison decks that we were seeing up yep. above. Uh, and nothing too interesting. It is running the Snoop combo, though. So, conspicuous Snoop. Uh, other than that, I don't really see anything too interesting in it, do you? No, not particularly. Yeah. Well, I guess is that a good place to kind of wrap up the uh, the challenges? Yeah, I think so. So, I mean, we're still seeing some great deck diversity in the format right now. I mean, yes, there is a lot of Delver decks, but I think that is just normal for a new format when people are trying to figure out what's going to be good and what's not going to be good. Yeah. I think it's just natural for people to lean on Delver's secrets.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think, um, yeah, I think you want to have proactive strategies, right? Which are the ones that Delver really kind of gets behind.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's... uh, when when you're going in blind uh, you just kind of want to rely on something that's that's familiar to you yeah um i think we are starting to see the format de- develop a little bit yep um you know we're seeing uh kind of the cream rise, rise to the top oh yes uh, it is <laughs> we're starting to see kind of some more uh you know decks you know show their faces again and again uh vile decks are are being huge and just you know being in the trenches and playing in the leagues It feels like the format is coalescing a little bit, which is nice. Um, But it doesn't feel like it's repetitive, really. It feels like there's still room for improvement. It feels like people are still figuring their decks out. And, you know, I think it's going to be a while before we have a quote unquote best deck of the format locked in. Right. But yeah, I'm still excited uh, to play it. You know, I've been having a ton of fun on Magic Online uh are you gonna start uh playing some magic yeah, online again Finally, i, I, I got it
0: man i got it i know i've been i've been talking about it i just uh i was so sick this week i was like ah, i just didn't feel like it but yeah i, I should have some time this week so i uh, might have to spin it up like i said i have that uh that uh underwater bimbo list on my uh desktop right now so we might see me in some leagues this week i'll if if i do i might actually stream them if uh if the kids are gone for school for the day or whatever or it's in the evening maybe i'll even stream some games i'll get get wild
1: hell yeah wild and crazy kids It'd be fun would
0: be fun to rediscover
1: the format yeah for sure for sure i've been having a ton of fun hope everyone out there has been having a ton of fun hope you get out there We're starting to see some paper play pick up a little bit uh, as things start to get a little bit more did, safe did you so. hear
0: the cdc their newest guidelines that they released today
1: i did not what did they say that
0: people who are vaccinated can visit other vaccinated people without masks Wow, that's a, that's a huge deal. I mean, it seems so elementary and like fuck, like like dumb shit obvious that like you need the CDC to say something like that. But uh, it's it's good news that they're saying something like that. You know, so if you're vaccinated. So basically, my wife can go play magic with other vaccinated people. I can't right now, but you know,
1: <laughs> yeah, my girlfriend can play magic too. Oh. But if she, she just she just needs to learn how to play first, but then she'll be able to <laughs> should play with all her vaccinated friends. I
0: did find out that I actually <laughs> might qualify for vaccinations like now with the same in the same um, line as teachers because I'm a I'm a high school coach.
1: So I got all excited because I got an email from my hospital saying like, hey, da, 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 you can sign up for for va- COVID vaccine. I'm like, oh really? I didn't know I qualified. Yeah, this is awesome. When I go to sign up, and it's like, "Congratulations for signing up for the wait list to wait." (laughs) Like, oh, bitch! This is a this is a super fake out. I just signed up to sign up. (laughs) That's awesome. Now they have your email, and now they're going to send you all kinds of shit. Yep, that's great. So awesome. So I'm probably still not getting vaccinated for you know another month or two. That's okay. I mean,
0: like whatever. Like the fact that like you know a year ago in March we're like, oh my god, like vaccines, like the quote, like the. Shortest time they ever developed a vaccine was like like a three year wait or a two and a half year wait, something like that. The fact that they got one done and had it in people's arms in less than a year is is like miraculous. So I can wait till April to get a vaccine. I'm not I'm not too concerned about it right now.
1: Yeah, that way we can also see if we have an I am legend type situation again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we can only hope, Jerry. We can only hope. Only hope. Um cool. At least-
1: At least we'll know legacy will go out uh, at an all-time high if that happens. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the format's (laughs) in a great
0: place right now. It seems. Uh, I love seeing the diversity in the decks. Like, I don't think we saw. I don't think either top eight had two copies of any singular deck, which is. I mean, again, this is still very new, and there are only you know two events or whatever, so the sample size is small
1: and yada yada yada. But Uh, we saw double ups of blue red Delver, but honestly, the lists were so different that. You know, I was okay with it. Yeah. They were very different takes on the Blue Red Delver yeah, show. Yeah, okay,
0: that's that's fair. That's fair. But, um, yeah, but I, I still think it's great, man. We saw a lot of diversity, and uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I think the format's in a good place. I just can't wait to get out and play Paper, man. I cannot wait to get out to Gaming, et cetera, and some of the other local stores, and just, and, you know, Time Vault, and just play, man. I just want to play, so. Counting down the weeks, man. I'm counting the weeks.
1: Counting them down. Go see people, you know? Yeah. all our friends. Hell yeah. Uh, do we have any mailbag stuff this Uh episode? We just had
0: one that said we've been very depressing the last few weeks, which is kind of like a bummer, but I totally get it. <laughs> I totally get it, man. Um, I
1: didn't even think we were being that depressing the last few weeks. I mean, I, I shit on Universe Ons, Beyonds, but I felt that was that was pretty necessary.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, well, I think today was, was, like, extremely positive. I feel great about today, and I'm... Um, Super psyched for Time Spiral. Uh, we just ordered our boxes for that. So we're going to go pick them up from Michelle at Gaming, etc. in a few weeks. So,
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Did we lock that in? I did. Yep. Our- yep. Already paid for Sweet. it. So we're good to go.
0: I'm going to go pick those up. So I'm I'm psyched for that. Um, I don't know if I want to draft them or if I just want to crack. I might have like a draft, actually. That might be a fun format. Um, or just like crack them and, and like just, just do an opening at my house all by myself, you know.
1: I, like, the fun thing would just be to, like, crack them or draft them, but I may hoard them like a draft. I know,
0: I know, but, like, the cards are never as valuable as they are on, like, release day, right? Unless something extraordinary happens, so.
1: Uh, well, no, I think the, because, I mean, honestly, it depends on, is this a one-and-done type thing from Wizards, which I really hope it isn't. Say, Or is this, like, something that's gonna go on? Listen,
0: if if I bought, if I bought sealed product, I haven't bought sealed product since... I actually can't remember the last time I bought sealed product. <laughs> honestly, good. honestly, um, I, think I, a, I think I have a box of Dominaria somewhere in my in my office. Be, but even that, I got it from like winning it at a GP. So I don't know the last sealed product I actually purchased, which is kind of wild. So it got me yeah. to purchase some sealed product. That's a, I think that's a big deal, you know. Yeah, it's a sign. So.
1: I just want those sweet, sweet cards. Oh. Yeah, I may, I'm, I may hoard the box like a dragon, and then just buy singles of the cards that I want.
0: Yeah, yeah, because I think they come out in Japanese. I think so. That's probably what I want my copies of. But yeah, I, I might do the same thing, just like sit in the box and.
1: I'm calling it now like Japanese foil thoughtsies, Japanese foil ponder are going to be like a thousand.
0: See, that's why which. I'm only a baby baller. I just, I don't want the foil ones. I just want the Japanese versions. So.
1: Yeah, I, I saw I don't, take this with the greatest salt, I don't know how true it is, but uh apparently the rate is one point three three uh time shifted foils per box. Really? That's it? Yikes. That's it. Well it's because it's a one card. Oh, thing, right, right, look. right. Yes. Yeah. It's one it's one card per pack. There's thirty six packs. Right. Only one point three three percent of them is gonna be foil. Right. So the one or not one point three three percent, but one point three three in 3, in thirty six packs per box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the chances of you getting like a ponder or Thoughtseize and getting that b foil is a very small. Oh chance. wow! So yeah.
0: those, those foils are gonna be. I mean, unless there's a massive opening of this product, which is possible, it doesn't hurt that Simmy's coming out in a few weeks. So these boxes <sighs> might sell real well.
1: <laughs> I mean, just 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 the fact that the because how much were they were like two hundred and fifty dollars a box? No, they
0: were like two ten, I think something like that. Two ten.
1: Still two ten. That's uh, that's what double the price of a normal booster box. Yes, yeah, for
0: sure. Yeah.
1: So I think just for the price alone, despite popularity, like don't get me wrong, I think these are going to be opened a ton. Just popularity, I think it's a slam dunk of a product. But I just think the price point alone is going to limit how much of these are actually sold.
0: Yeah. Well, we got the Stimmy coming out though, so it's going to.
1: Pour your Stimmy check into Magic cards.
0: Stimmy's going <laughs> to sell cards, man. There's no doubt about it. There's no <laughs> well, doubt that's about true. it. Actually.
1: I am planning on like listing a bunch of cards that I don't use anymore right around when the stimulus checks come. Yeah, I have out, a so couple can, Underground yeah.
0: Cs and a few other cards. Uh I have like most of Sneaky Show built. I think I might start letting those pieces go. Because I'm let's just be honest, I'm just gonna play Blue Red Delver, so I don't know why I'm holding on to other cards. And Underground Seas right now from MP Underground Seas on like TCG player are selling at seven seventy five, seven fifty, seven seventy five. So there's like I can't hold on to those anymore. That's just ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I kind of came to the same realization. It's like, why am I holding on to this massive collection of magic cards when I'm just going to play the same deck over
0: exactly, and over again? <laughs> exactly. Like, the flexibility <laughs> like, is nice, but, like, I don't know, man. Like, get the cards out. In the, and I mean, at the, the most altruistic ver, uh, version of it is like, hey, like, I'm not using these cards. I want people to use these cards. And the the other side of it is, like, they're very expensive right now. I bought them for, like, less than half of what they're selling for. I may as well just get rid of them. So,
1: yep. And, A little bit of both sides, you know. And uh, Tom Hep, close your ears, but no capital gains tax on Magic cards. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Ah, uh,
0: yes. All right. Well, let's get into scoops and poops, Jerry. Scoops? Who are you scooping in the top eight this week, Jerry?
1: Uh, I am scooping in the Legacy meta for keeping me positive. Nice. Because... Thank God that they did ban Oko and Dreadhorde Harkness, because if people thought like the last couple of weeks were negative, just imagine what it would have been if we were still living in the Oko form. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. So scoops to the Legacy Meta for keeping a smile on my face because I am loving the meta right now and I just I love playing Legacy right now. It's awesome.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's awesome.
1: Yep. What about you, Pat?
0: Um, uh, what do I want to scoop in this week? I'll scoop in our, all of our patrons, man. Thank you for supporting the show and keeping us going. And uh, we, we really appreciate it and sticking with us and, and all that stuff. And I sent out a bunch of stuff a couple months back. I probably will do another mailing uh, maybe in the next week or two because we've had a few new patrons. So I try to do every few months just like do like a mass mailing where <laughs> like I go to the post office with a stack of like play mats and envelopes with thank you cards. And people look at me like I'm absolutely insane. Like, why is this person like... Like I don't know, it looks I look like a crazy person, but like I have an eBay store or something, but uh, but I'll probably do that in the next few weeks and uh, get some stuff mailed out. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna shout out our patrons, man. Hell yeah, for for sure. Uh, all right, man. Well, let's uh let's wrap it up, man. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here?
1: No, I think that's about it.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, uh, don't forget to uh, join the Facebook group. It's Facebook dot com slash leaving a legacy. Uh, you you can email us if you want. Leaving a legacy at hipsters the coast dot com. Let us know for you know cheering you up a little bit, or for or for or for being downers, you know, <laughs> or if you're sick of la- listening to my froggy voice, my awful vocal fry, and uh you know my uh my coughing and wheezing and all that stuff, you know. Say Pat, Pat, you got the Rona. You can't be you can't be podcasting with the Rona. So.
1: Actually, especially if there's like some new deck or spicy new thing in the format, just something you want to hear us talk about that yes. we might not necessarily have seen. Because yeah. uh, you know we're always looking for stuff to talk about. It's it's cool running down you know the lists, but I'm sure just running down the top eight each week gets gets a little monotonous. So if they, you have an episode idea you want us to talk about, definitely send it our way, and uh, we'll do it. Yeah, up. Yeah,
0: that'd be awesome. We always love uh, suggestions like that, so we appreciate it.
1: Hell yeah. All right.
0: Well, uh, I think that's it for us. Uh, Shout out to Justin. Audio tech sound engineer. We haven't talked about him in in quite a while uh, because he's actually been on sabbatical, Jerry. I don't know if you knew that.
1: Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm not one to judge. You know, he wanted to go to that nudist uh, colony where, you know, they paint using different parts of their body. Uh, You know, not really my art style, but if it makes him happy, it makes him happy. Yeah,
0: I think they also burn a large uh, uh, effigy of an owl. I think I think
1: that's what it is. Yeah, the superb owl. Uh,
0: yeah, we can call it that. <laughs> I think he went to Bohemian Grove. <laughs> I see. I see. I
1: should I know what Bohemian Grove is? I don't know.
0: Uh, you can just Google, is, just Google Bohemian Grove, Jerry, when we get off the Google show. Google uh, Bohemian Grove. Enjoy, no, enjoy right yourself.
1: <clears throat> Let's take a look. Bohemian. Bohemian Rhapsody. No, nope, Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody Grove. You'll
0: find it. You'll find it. Bohemian Grove. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> all right guys, I hope you all have a great week. We'll catch you all next time. Good. <laughs> I'm stopping now.